from Acts, the 16th chapter and the 8th verse. We'll be dealing with Acts 16 today. And just to uh, link on from last week's service, um, we know that um, we have a word for you today. In last week's service, uh, we spoke about Elijah and Elisha. And we knew that um, the main crux of that service was passing by Elijah through his mantle on Elisha. So we're going to talk about, uh, we got a word today, passing by. Amen? Passing by. Okay, we're dealing with uh, the book of Acts uh, with the main people, characters, the main persons in that um, setting would be Paul. And the scripture reads, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. And they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. And if I had a title for this message today, it would be check your baggage. Is what you are carrying necessary for this journey? Uh, the reason of our days, scripture says, are three score and ten, and if by reason of strength they be four score, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, and soon we are cut off and we fly away. So in a matter of perspective, we have a short time on earth, but eternity is long. And we want to make our journey less arduous or less hard while we're on this earth. Who wants to struggle? You want to have a life of ease or as much as possible. And you want to carry as less weight as possible. The Bible tells us that sin is akin to weight. So in a book of Hebrews, it says in Hebrews chapter 12 and 1, wherefore seeing we are compassed about with such a, a great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, we don't, we want to lay aside weight, like I said, we don't want to carry weight through this life because our years comparatively are short on this earth. So we want to lay aside sin. So what we do is use the power of the blood of Jesus to wipe away our sin. Amen? The blood of Jesus wipes away our sin. Like we said earlier, two awesome weapons we have are um, the blood of Jesus and a testament, the testimony of their word. In Revelation it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved their lives not unto death. They're talking about martyrs, people who gave their life for the cross. Amen. Now we want to talk about, when I give sermons, when I, I uh, the Lord deals me, with me with a word, he gives me a word and he gives me a fruit. He gives me a scripture, and he gives me a revelation. And he's been doing that for years with me, so I like to hit on those aspects with every sermon. We got the uh, scripture was uh, Acts 16 and 8, 
Now the fruit that I would like to discuss is purge. Purge. You can find purge in the book of John. In uh, John 15, it's in verses 1 through 4, is um, Jesus speaking, saying, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Purges. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Now purge is another is a word in the King James version, but in other versions it just means clean, to cleanse, to cut back. We many times it, uh, we uh, have to purge or cut back our vegetation in order for the fruit to prosper. So many times you have to cut away certain, uh, dead things so that the living things can have more vitality. Yes. Amen? Yes. So the title is Check Your Baggage is what you're carrying necessary for this journey. Right. Uh, do you have old leaves on you that need to be cut away? Do you have past things that you used in the past that are not helpful for your journey forward that need to be cut away? We need to cut these things away. Because when you cut them away, the, your fruit will become fuller and have more vitality, as I said before. Yes. Amen. Amen. So the scripture that we're dealing with is Paul. Now Paul, in this, in this verse of scripture, and passing by Mycia, is his second missionary journey. On his first missionary journey, it was Paul and Barnabas. On his second missionary journey, it was Paul and Silas. What happened? Why the change from the first to the second? Well, this is what happened. There was a split. There was a disagreement. There was a purge. There was a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. Now, Barnabas, he was, you say, uh, they called him Zeus because when the, um, the islanders, uh, uh, when the, when, when the island, islanders got healed, they start worshiping Paul and Silas. And they called Barnabas Zeus, which is compared to the top god. And they called Paul Mercury, which is a lesser god. So that goes to show you that Paul was a subordinate of Barnabas. But after preaching together for 10 years, these two were um, together um, over 10 years in the field preaching the gospel, establishing churches, setting order. They were feed, feeding the hungry. They were healing the sick. But after about 10 years of serving together throughout, on the field of ministry, they had a disagreement. And this disagreement was when they started to launch out on their second journey, they, they, it was a man named John Mark who wanted to go with them. But John Mark had previously, on the first missionary journey, abandoned the mission. Somebody said he left. While in the middle of working, he came down off the wall and went his way and did his own thing. But now, when they, everything is successful and they're going to launch back out, out, he wants to come with them. And Barnabas says, okay, you can come with us. And Paul said, 
No, 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 no. Not in my house. Even though Paul was a subordinate, he had he laid down the foundation, did a lot of work where he had some type of say. So there was a disagreement and they went their separate ways. Barnabas took John Mark and headed for Cyprus and Paul took uh, Silas and they headed toward Asia Minor. Okay, so that was the beginning of this um, where it's Acts 16. Amen? Amen? And so this, this is a, somewhat like a cutting away. Um, this is somewhat like baggage. Uh, Paul didn't want to have that baggage with him. He, he didn't want to take um, those ill feelings with him. He didn't want to take someone who left the journey. Um, it doesn't go into detail about the relationships, what really happened. Only thing it says that John Mark, his mother was a prominent person, so which had finances and money. So sometimes we know that a person who has money, that's good. It's good to take them along with you, but that's not the primary focus of your ministry to move forward. Because as we look in the past and through history tells us that you look at Barnabas and you look at Paul and you look at, you don't hear no more from Barnabas, okay? But Paul went on to do greaty and mighty works. So he chose what he thought was best. And division comes from, division is a word vision, which has D-I in front of it, which is, another, is a prefix meaning two or duality. So division is two visions. And when you have a work, you have supposed to have one vision, one person with the vision who sees. Now, if you have two people who sees, then that causes division. Now, many times, division is not a bad thing because, like I said, you need to purge or divide those things that are not helping you. If something is hindering you, you need to divide it from you, get it away from you, purge it out of the way. So sometimes this happens. It happens in churches. As a matter of fact, the beginning, uh, uh, the Church of God in Christ began in 1907. It's on the sign, 1907. That's when it was incorporated. But it began in the 19th century. And there was a dispute between our founder and one of the early leaders of the church. And this dispute was on the Holy Ghost. One of the early leaders of the church, uh, Reverend Jones, did not endorse the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Charles Harrison Mason, the founder of Kojic, Church of God in Christ, endorsed the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That was a disagreement. They split. Charles Harrison Mason, he won the rights to incorporate the name, to use the name Church of God in Christ in 1907. That's why you see it on the emblem, 1907. But they established a uh, news, it was uh, a, uh, like a handout. Right now it's a magazine, it's called The Whole Truth. The Whole Truth started as a handout, then moved on to be a paid newspaper, and now it's a magazine, now it's digital. So that says established 1896, okay? 
So that is the Church of God in Christ official organ. Back then, communication to let people know who's preaching, they needed handouts. So in today's world, of course, we use the internet. But division occurred even back then. So the thing about division, when you divide, you got to make sure that you're on the right side of history. You want to make sure that when you go with somebody, when you choose to go in a certain direction, you need to know that God is going in that direction. Because if God is not going in that direction, you might end up on the wrong side of history. And you might end up on a lesser side. You have major and you have minor. You might be doing the same thing. You might believe the same. You might believe that God lives. But there is a person called the paraclete. He is known as the Holy Ghost. He is the one that's called alongside to help us, to lead us, and to guide us. Now, some people do not believe in that, but then we want to find out that when Jesus catches up together in the sky and the air, the Holy Ghost will be caught up with us also. Amen? And we need the Holy Ghost to power empower us. Everybody don't believe that, but do you want to be a major or do you want to be a minor? You might make it, but do you want to be a major or do you want to be a minor? Amen? Amen. So, all right, so... Um, back, well, we're going to go to um, uh, Revelation. The revelation is that when Silas was taken along with with Paul instead of Barnabas, they encountered some trouble. Somebody say trouble. And the main scripture is, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. Amen. So. Um, I'm just going to read um, a few scriptures here. Um, at times, God closes doors, and sometimes God opens doors. And sometimes a door can be a person. And so, sometimes God leads you to the right people. And it doesn't have to be a lot of people, because if the right person writes a big enough check, that can be worth a thousand people writing little checks. So um, it doesn't, the, the magnitude really doesn't matter as far as the doors, but when God closes a door, then don't try to kick it in because he will open another door if you remain steadfast. Acts, the 16th chapter, verse 6 reads, And now when they have gone throughout Phygra and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Binantia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Amen? So they got the papers, they got the endorsement to go out, and they're in the field, but the Holy Ghost said, forbid them to go into Asia. The Holy Ghost also suffered them not to go into Binantia. And then our, our key verse, and passing by, Mysia came down to Troas. Now, Troas is like a door. Okay, so they encountered two closed doors, and now they came down to Troas. They passing by, they came by down to Troas. You remember last week when we talked about Elijah, 
um, he passed by and threw his mantle on Elisha. So he was at the right place at the right time. And Mysia said he passed by Mysia. They didn't really they didn't go into Mysia. They passed by. So you don't know. Uh, they might have just walked down there and said, I don't know. This don't feel right in my spirit. Um, but God didn't say, don't go there. So many times we have to follow. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. We need to follow uh, that, that inside voice, God speaking to us, saying, oh, that, that don't sound right. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's not it. Because God speaks to you. God, you say God, you know the voice of God. The Bible says that he knows, you know those, he knows those who are his. And you know his voice. In a, in a false shepherd, you shall not follow. So you know the voice of God. God might be telling you something. It, it, might, be, it might be legal to do something. But God, if God says don't do it, then I suggest that you don't do it. So once you, uh, something might be legal, might something might be lawful, but then it might not be, um, you might not have clearance from God to do it. So that's why we need the Holy Ghost, and that's why we need God, the voice of God to lead us. Amen? In verse 9 it says, And the vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man of Macedon and prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. You see that? So they did, they, they, they had two closed doors, right? And then all of a sudden, the doors started to open. Just keep, go, keep going. Just stay steadfast. God might, may say, wait. you know, But he's not going to tell you there's something on your heart and it's of him. He's not going to tell you no forever. You just got to be steadfast. And just hold on to God. It says a vision appeared. So you get that vision after your obedience. People leave seeking for God for visions and dreams, but they disobedient. And they expect God to speak to them. How are you going to expect God to speak to you and you out of order? So they were in order, and then a vision appeared. And a man prayed and said, come over and help us. And then he said here in verse 10, it says that he gathered that the Lord had called. It didn't say he spoke. God spoke to him. So you got to put all the pieces together. This ain't Philip. This ain't right. And then you see this happening, this happened, and this happened. And then you pass by. You see that sign. Then you turn on the radio. You hear the exact words you need to hear, even on a commercial or whatever. And he said, hmm, "You gather." So you gather. Don't say how he gathered. The Lord had called him to preach the gospel unto them. So he went down there. And what he what did he find there? Um, eventually, he found Timothy. He found Timothy. That that goes down. But he found Timothy in in, in uh, later on, and we know that Timothy was key. So if he never would listen to God, he would have never found Timothy. And Timothy got two books in the Bible. How many books does Barnabas have? Right? Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Timothy's books are powerful. Now that word, Timothy, uh, you get the word the, the timid. You know what timid means, like fearful or something? But Timothy said, I have, Timothy said, I, God has not given us that spirit of fear. My name may be Timothy, but no, I got power and a sound mind. Don't get me messed up. Don't get, don't get it wrong about me. 
I have power. God has given us a spirit of power and a sound mind. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. So with uh, this is uh, when he was with Silas. This verse of scripture later on he meets Timothy. I just wanted to insert that in there. But it goes on to say that um, when they went on to Macedon, they had many trials, many um, tribulations. They got they they got in um, trouble in Philippi. Um, they met a woman named Lydia, who was a seller of purple, and she opened um, her heart to them, and she attended them and fed them, and um, she um, she were baptized. Her whole family was baptized, and she abided with them. I mean, she abided. They abided with her, and they were down there in that area, because you know they were down there preaching. They didn't know anybody down there. They were just down there obeying God. So they got a, a welcome committee because they had somebody like-minded, Lydia, who, who um, received them. And they were preaching, and it came to pass in verse 16 that a lady, um, when they went, went to prayer, a certain lady, damsel, it says in the Bible, possessed with a spirit of divination, met them. And it said that they, this, this lady kept following them, and she was saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. And she it says, for many days, but her spirit wasn't right. Her spirit, she was telling the truth, but her spirit wasn't right. So they got tired of her saying this. So what Paul did was in verse um, 18, you find it... Um, Verse 18, he says, after many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now this woman was being used by some profiteers to, for fortune telling, and that's how they got their finance, by using that evil spirit. So the evil spirit had left, and Paul, Paul he was just tired of her, uh, tired of her following her and uh, pesting her, even though she was telling the truth. And the people didn't like that who made a profit from that. And they went to the magistrates and what happens, and um, they convinced the magistrates in verses 20 and 21. And then in, in verse 22, it says they got the multitude together against them and rent and took off their clothes, rent off their clothes, and commanded to beat them. So in verse 23, and it says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. That's rough. They beat them publicly. Many it says laid many stripes. That means they, they beat them down. Then they put them in jail. Then they told the man to put, um, watch them, watch the door, make sure they don't come out. Now, just picture this. It's dark. You beat down. You might have a broken, you don't know, a broken bone. You might, you might be bleeding. You might, your eye might be out of socket. They will go in all detail. Jaw might be out. You don't know. But they were in prison in dark, and they had many stripes. They were bleeding. But what did they do? At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. So they just got beat down in public, in jail, and they they in the dark. 
And what they decide to do, they praise God. And what happened? The prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open. Doors open. And everyone's bands were loose. Amen. So this is a vision. When you follow a vision from God, doors will open for you and others. It's dark. The doors are open in the prisons. Picture this. It's dirty. It's probably some type of cave and um, they're bleeding. They're praising God. And guess what? The, the man sleep who's supposed to be watching the door and they see the door open. Now it's dark. He see a wide open door. So he thinking, they gone. And he know if they're gone, they pay him. He got an easy job. Only thing you got to do is lock the door, go to sleep, go visit his cousin, do whatever he want to do. Just lock the door. And they said, if you keep this door locked, okay, just keep the door locked. So when you see the door open, that's, a, that's, that's akin to his life. It says that he was almost at the, uh, at the point, 27, the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm. We are here. They still they hit back in the dark. They still hear nobody left. Right. And you know what? Even the other prisoners didn't leave. Ain't that good when the praises get so good? You didn't don't say they did five, isn't it? Five years, three months, twenty years. But there were other people in there who heard them praise God. And the doors open and they stayed in there. Don't you know that if you locked up somewhere and the doors open? And you already been in jail. These some new cats. They just came. They just came in. They just start praising God. But the praises got so good. They got so rich. They've been in prison. Don't say how long. But they st they they stayed in there with them. It don't. The scripture don't say that Paul constrained them not to not to go. But that's how the praises is. That's how God is. They probably never felt the praises of God in their whole life. So even when you're in prison, you can be free with the door open. But you got people out here in the world who are bound. Amen? And the man came and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? One of the most powerful verses in the Bible. That's what the world is saying. What must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the answer. This is the solution. Believe. Believe. Don't say work. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. They were still bleeding. They were still dirty. They were still broken. Eyes out of place. Jaw. Mate, you don't know. We don't know. We limping. They said many stripes. So they don't say what happened. And he washed their stripes. So the man in prison washed their stripes. And then they back then he baptized. He was baptized. 
And it goes on to say that the man in the prison, you read down, he took him to the magistrates and the magistrates um, um, told the man, let him go. He tried to get him to just let him go. Paul, Paul said, no, 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 no. Y'all beat us down in public. And you know what? We Roman citizens. And it says they, they, they got scared. The, people, the magistrates got scared when they said that Paul said that he was a Roman citizen. Because Roman citizen has special protections. He was a citizen of Rome, and they just beat him down and put him in prison without any type of trial or whatever. So they just wanted to get them out the way. But it goes on to say that that's what, that shows you Paul's character. See, Paul, this, this, this shows you the character of a man of God. First, he didn't let, he didn't let money sway him. Just because a person has a, a, can bring a huge offering to your church and finance your missions, you don't bow down to that. That's what Barnabas. I don't. That's what Barnabas could have did, because John Mark's mother had money. It could have been an influence. I'm not saying it was a primary influence, but it was a factor. And again, wrong is wrong. Like they do in today's society. Sometimes, don't you know that? And, and even in the prison system today, they can hold you. This is a thing called habeas corpus, which is a law which says you need you need to uh, be charged within a certain amount of time. But many times, even today, the crim criminal justice system does this. They hold a person in jail for a long period of time until they sign a paper and say, I was guilty. Because at that point, you want to get out of jail. Amen. So some people, they stay in jail because they're not going to sign that paper. But they say, even in today's 2021, they say, if you sign this paper saying guilty, then you can get out of jail. If not, you got to go back into your trial date. Your trial date when? October 2022. But if you sign this paper, you get out next week be with your family and kids. What you gonna do? Paul was the type of man, keep me 2025. I'm a Roman citizen, y'all was wrong. So that shows the character of a man of God. He's willing to suffer over somebody else doing them wrong. He's another character of a man of God. He's not allowing money to sway his decisions. Amen? So we just want to leave a word with you today. Um, purge that which is denying access to the destiny God has prepared for you up until this time. Purge. Purge that which is... Some things can be holding you back that you didn't cut away yet. God, God is merciful. God is patient. All this time telling you the same thing. Cut it, let it go. Let it let it go. Cut it away. Leave them alone. It could be a person. Leave that person alone. Stop going over there. It could be a, a, an addiction. Stop doing it. Don't do it no more. Now God is patient. He's not let, like man. You mess up one time on man, you cut off. That's the way people are. But God, he got patience. He'll be with you for 10, 20 years. Stop doing it. Stop. He, he, he's, 
You know, he, but I'd rather stop it myself than for me to end up with cancer, lung cancer from smoking, something like that. This is just an example. Now, you know, on a box, it says, do not smoke. This may cause cancer. You keep smoking. You keep smoking. I know. I was a smoker. I smoked for uh, over a decade. I know. I, I smoked. I was a smoker. I had to come up to my, I had to come up and say. So, uh, just to reiterate, uh, there's two weapons we need to use. The, the word of our testimony and also uh, the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus takes away our sin. And when our sin is taken away, we light it. You can walk, in, walk into your job, hey, good morning. You got sin, you got animosity, you got all this other stuff. You can't do that. You got weight. Why, why carry around all that weight? You light it. Without, without that sin, with Jesus in you, you light it. You know, and so we want to purge, purge um, away all those things that's not helping us in our lives. So, so uh, passing by Mysia, they came to Troas. Passing by. There's a lot of points I hit upon, so it's just certain things. Um, uh, like the two weapons, the blood of Jesus, and the power of the blood and passing by. And that might be a that might be a theme for the month, passing by. Because we hit upon it last week, passing by. And that was a song we sung today. Pass me not, my gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. Amen? Please don't pass me by. It's an opportunity. And right now you have an opportunity if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to know him as your personal Savior. 